Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello. Hello. And Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I thought, Hello. can you hear me? Hello. I thought for a minute I might have been uh, been muted there. So uh, oh, you're live. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Hello and uh, welcome <laughs> to this episode of the Glycan Driftwood podcast. Hopefully the rest of it will be more organized than this. Uh, Wouldn't this count on it. Here, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Why would we good... change now, Bill? <laughs> What's that? Why would we change now? <laughs> you got a good point there, Seth. Um, well, yeah, we should have a good show for you this uh, this morning. We're going to be talking about um, the uh, the new Halo uh, series that just recently started, as well as uh, what we're thinking of Peacemaker uh, at this point. So um, I guess we'll start with Peacemaker, save Halo for the last, since it's kind of the newcomer to the show. So, uh, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Peacemaker? Uh, you've been watching that. I take it everybody. Everybody's uh, been watching that, Charles. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched it beginning to end. All right. Well, I, I think, think Linda and I. Uh, yeah, Linda and I are only about uh, four episodes in because uh, we're watching it with uh, Zach and Audie, who uh, oh, sure. longtime viewers will probably know from the show. Um, but we only we only watch a couple, an episode or so a week, so uh, it's taken us a little longer to get through it. But I'm liking it so far. It's it's a pretty funny show. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, I liked it. It was um, my favorite character, probably the whole thing outside of Peacemakers, probably Vigilante. Uh, so for for those who who need a reminder, Vigilante is kind of the uh, you know self proclaimed crime fighter, uh, and I just love how he's consistently disconnected with what it takes for him to do what he's doing in terms of like murder is really nothing it's a bad guy who cares um so he's he's been pretty funny from that aspect um and he kind of saves the show i think in terms of uh, uh not that the show needed saving but he's a good uh uh <laughs> Foil or addition or comic yeah. relief in a yeah, comedy. kind of a comic relief on top of the comedy that's already there. Uh, because his seems so subtle at times. Uh, and it's a lot of what he does or the little things that he's doing on the side. It's not so forced to me. Um, whereas Peacemaker is just like what stupid things can come out of his mouth next. Um, <laughs> right. so yeah, but I, I love uh, Vigilante, uh, but uh, overall the show is great. Yeah, yeah, v Vigilante shows a little enthusiasm, whereas. Mm -hmm. Peacemaker's kind of he's slightly broken at the start of the show. <laughs> slightly <laughs> broken. Slightly. slightly. <laughs> well, well you need <laughs> some optimism in the group. And I think Vigilante's the only one that's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. 
I think yeah. Vigilante is more deeply disconnected from reality than any anyone else. Yes. Yes, exactly. That, and, uh, that scene there was ridiculous, where they're out just blowing shit up and yeah. shooting at each other, throwing sticks of dynamite at each other. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of their, their way of blowing off steam and kind of training at the same time. It was very weird. <clears throat> um, yeah. I thought it was kind of weird for them to just include some random footage they took in Alabama in the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that that's just a normal day in Alabama? That's not how they blow off stress by literally blowing it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, one scene that kind of sticks in my mind as being hilarious is when Vigilante showed up for the first time and he's looking in the window and, and peacemaker had been lying in his bed crying. Right, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want him to see him crying. So he sits up and they start this whole thing about vigilante standing there with his thing hanging out, but it wasn't, but yeah, peacemaker didn't want to look. Also his excuse that he was working out his face muscles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't crying. He was working out his face muscles and it makes his eyes water. Oh, and then boy. of course, Vigilante wants to wants him to train him how to work out his face muscles. Oh my god! Good god! Like, it's like two twelve year olds. And I, I don't know if it's ever cleared up later in the series, but as of episode four, they haven't really explained what the hell a butterfly is. It, it gets oh, it definitely gets cleared yeah. up. Yeah, it depends on how much you want to be spoiled here. Oh. You don't, need, you don't really know what this shows even about you. <laughs> really okay all right you mean well, there's a point <laughs> yeah there there is uh other and, than uh, the slapstick definitely comedy. takes a pivot so um well they did an interesting at the end uh peacemaker's not sure he's done the right thing which was uh uh, uh not completely sure anyway mm-hmm Right, and I I thought that was kind of a nicer because there's there's it's it's a similar theme to some of the other Marvel uh, or no I'm sorry, I say that D DC DC or or other just superhero type you know films you, or movies yeah, yeah they've got they're the butter the butterfly people are trying to save the Earth also just in a different way in a different way and. They know it's it's kind of people's earth, and so there's a, there's a moral quandary there about free will and mm -hmm. and um, yeah. At at the end, well, it was at least nice that Peacemaker had doubts that he'd done the right thing. The show actually had so, some things to say <laughs> other than just being a goofy. But, although I, I have yeah. to say, I was I, I think I'm, I'm not sure on this. I. It, it bothered. There's something that bothered me, and I, I think I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh, in what way? Well, which is at the at the beginning they introduce, and and, and I know how they tried to handle it. But in the in the first episode, Peacemaker's accused of being a racist because he's killed more minorities. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. And even though his father, even though he 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 deals with his father, who's a clan member. I, think, it's um, I don't I think he goes think... a bit beyond being a clan member. Well, <laughs> he's right. more like the grandmaster. 
Yeah, right. But I don't. I don't feel like he dealt with. And maybe they'll do that in the second season. I don't. But I. I don't think that felt like an easy way out. When we're in a time when police that did not have fathers who were clan members have been in trouble for similar, you know. Yeah, they had a similar problem in real life. It's almost like because Peacemaker deals with his father, that somehow the rest is absolved in his actual history, which they brought up of, you know, having more uh, run ins with minorities and and dealing with them disproportionately was just ignored after that fact. Like somehow dealing with his father absolves Peacemaker of all his wrongdoings. And that didn't sit right with me. I I didn't miss that because, like, I didn't have a feeling that he'd been absolved of anything well right but they didn't come back to it either so it it became like like the whole you're a racist because you kill like you kill more black people thing that was mentioned but never addressed exactly (laughs) and it bothered me but i I, I, I got a part of it was and i have to admit it's not it's it's kind of a weird criticism because part of it was i knew this was hbo and HBO tends to deal with that better than, at least lately, those kinds mm-hmm. of subjects a little better than other studios, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting that to be dealt with. I I, and, I made a mental note that that's going to be dealt with, and then it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> not and really. So for for those needing to know, this is this is Peacemaker's dad. So this is one of the scenes where he ends up. Uh, um, he gets actually framed for, um, I figure what the crime was, but he gets framed, uh, for something and ends up in prison, uh, for something that I think his son actually did. Yeah. He gets, so in the very first episode, right. Uh, peacemaker goes home with a woman he meets at the bar who turns out to be a butterfly Mm -hmm. and he li- just about literally explodes her with his sonic boom helmet when she comes after him and tries to kill him. And uh, t- the team that team make- or Peacemaker's working with decides to frame his father instead of letting Peacemaker go down for the crime. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the running B plot for the whole series until it becomes the A plot again. Right. And, and ultimately you get this, it's when you really find out how involved he is as a, as a Klansman and and everything, because he gets to prison and everyone's basically, you know, he's now running the place there now, you know, all the, all the Klansmen. Does anybody think Robert Patrick just did, He's just scary in that role. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's pretty so much he's scary yeah. in any role. He he, is he was really that was good. Probably one of his darkest ones that he's done. Uh huh. And it was on the level of like you know, uh, what was that film they did with a? Uh, it was on the level of like he could have played himself in that as uh you know an American History X or something yeah. like like he played that dark of a role. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, he did phenomenal, I think. So, but they end up making it about him. Uh, uh, to Charles's point, yeah, you know, they I, bring up this racism with with Peacemaker, and then they pin it all on his father. Not that his father wasn't a jerk, anyways. 
And right. then it kind of resolves with the father and he gets justice ultimately in the end. And then it's just, they never go back to it. So, well, um, so go here, ahead. here's here. interest. If they hadn't raised my expectation, I wouldn't be complaining about it. it was just, and especially it me, so early on. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I all of a sudden go, Oh, this will be an interesting way that he has to um, adjust to the fact that he's, he, he's done, some something probably horrible, right? I, I it's more than probably. <laughs> they they uh, didn't even joke about it. Like they didn't even like. There could have been scenes later where he came across someone who happened to be black or some other ethnicity, and he could have said, "I'm going to let you go only because my numbers are too high." Yeah, like a restaurant. <laughs> they, they they didn't even try to joke about it later on, and that would that would have been a good opportunity to kind of still bring it up or, or let it know that it's still top of mind for him. Instead, it's it's not. Yeah. Well, I think like I don't know if they address like here. Here's my take on it, (laughs) because I think this season was actually about him just realizing how deeply his father had hurt him and affected him. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, he's like a lot of conservative. Like I used to be, you just say, "Well, I'm not racist. I don't even see race," mm-hmm. and that that, and then you just write it off and never think about it again. And that is where I am assuming he's at, up until someone points it out, right? And he's mm-hmm. also got like, and he's also finally, finally learning like just how manipulative and abusive his dad has been like he in the at the very start of the show you can see he's just clearly almost still a kid just doing whatever he can to earn his father's love uh, right yeah well forgiveness you find out later on or Mm -hmm. do anything for any sort Mm -hmm. of approval just because how abuse deeply deeply abusive his father's been and well, i think that he also other sins to deal with too i mean killing his brother and yeah and i think like there's a lot that, there <laughs> that to me was the issue that like as weird as this kind of sounds the his racism is a side effect of his father just like another thing that his father's put in him so it's much more about the father than it is the racism. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, from the very last scene, like, he, uh, in the very last scene of the show, you can kind of tell his dad still haunt you. Well, you know his dad yeah, still yeah. haunting him. Yeah. And he's still working through those issues. Yeah. So, but you uh, you are right, Chris. That would have been a fantastic it, scene, it, and it, I wonder it would have been. And so it was just it was a missed opportunity to, to bring that back up. To it, they could do it in season two or something to kind of to kind of put it in there. But I just feel like it was it was missed opportunity. So, um, there there is a um, another uh, aspect of this I wanted to bring up here. Let me find it in another uh, episode because we don't have to talk about that too much. But uh. What, what did you guys think, uh, and this is kind of spoiler, um, 
area here but what do you guys think of the justice league kind of showing up in <laughs> at the very end there so in, in the very end uh, at, at one point uh, i think in the beginning of episode eight um leoto uh, abadio or uh let me look Ab uh Adebayo, um one of the members of the of the team uh, waller's daughter um basically says hey we're going to need more more firepower we need more muscle you need to get the justice league in here to help us out um so the justice league arrives like way late way after all the battle is done and everything like that at the end of the episode the justice league shows up and it's and it's just silhouettes of all of them except for a couple of the characters they they had uh actually there i think i think was it aquaman uh yep. aquaman and uh jason momoa yeah, Jason Momoa and the and the Flash, I think, were kind of there, but they didn't show like Superman, although his silhouettes up there in the sky yeah. or whatever. Um, so they show up, and 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 Peacemaker and the team are just like, yeah, way to way to be late to the party, guys. Like, what what the hell? <laughs> um, and what I didn't get was, you know, what I, I guess it could have been skipped. I don't know if people needed a reminder of what universe we were in, but like one of uh, or at least a couple of those superheroes didn't should never have been late, especially like the Flash or Superman could get anywhere that they're needed. Right. Like what were they doing? Like standing around waiting till everybody got together before they headed <laughs> out to go deal with the problem that that was clearly time critical. Yeah. So yeah, the silhouettes of the of everyone that shows up here and they show up not even fashionably late it was just like okay what was the point like and you had to have known once they got there there was no point they, they could have just stayed home it just was kind of pointless yeah well i think this is i, I mean it was just a joke and, yeah uh, and i get that and and everything i just like but man i mean it does kind of lead into one of my absolute favorite parts of the show which is uh throughout the whole thing uh Peacemaker and Vigilante are just listing off these weird facts about this other superheroes that they found on completely unreliable places on the internet. Like mm -hmm. they, keep, they keep talking about the different fish that Aquaman's had sex with, or <laughs> the it is funny the yeah. weird rumors about Superman or Batman or something, yep. and they're all just, like. They're all just like convinced. Oh yeah, this is true. I read it on blah 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 site. <laughs> There's even some pretty funny outtakes where it just shows them going on and on, line after line, just throwing stuff out there, and it's just oh, basically, it, you know, what yeah, what, they, what what cut are they going to keep? You know, yeah. yeah. End of every episode. Yeah, where the they end just of every episode. Have a scene from it where they just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the sense they had a lot of fun doing that on set, and it just. I have to wonder, like sometimes, how they kept their their faces straight, just because of the stuff that comes out of their mouth. It's right, just insane. Uh, and and so you said you've only seen up to episode four, Bill. Yeah. So the last place we left off was where uh, um, Peacemaker's dad gets into uh, arrested and thrown into jail. Yeah. And... The, the whole thing pivots for you in episode five. So you're right oh, okay. at the pivoting point where things oh, really start to take off. All right. Um, and uh, you know, you find out some things about uh, uh, the team leaders that, that will be surprising. Um, you find out a lot more about the butterflies, and then you really start to take off on the plot, and, and everything starts to come together. Uh, there's some crazy stuff that happens in there, but uh, uh, ultimately, uh, we we talked a little bit about, and this is a spoiler. You know, 
uh, Peacemaker's dad gets his, uh, okay. but not before he gets to put himself into a, a suit and get some fighting action in a little the bit. So, dumbest really? looking suit. The dumbest looking suit, yes. Um, <laughs> like a superhero suit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like a superhero suit, except... Uh, he's completely <laughs> suit, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd say it, it looks low budget, but I think it's perfect for his character, too. I, I think mm. it might speak to the time as well, like, of when that suit would have been made. But Oh, I, I don't know. yeah, that definitely looks like something out of an 80s show. Yeah, so the way uh, I, I viewed it as that, like, at his time, that would have been cool, but now it's just kind of a stupid suit. Yeah, um, the White Dragon. Yeah, the White Dragon. So if you could The Red that, Dragon, uh, wasn't it? Uh, white white Dragon. White. Okay, I thought it was coming right. up. <laughs> Seth, it's all about white power. It's white dragon. It's, it's yeah, white dragon. I know, but I thought, yeah, uh, I could be. I was probably wrong. I'm yeah, well, it's probably wishful. <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know, that was. Uh, it's interesting because people were. I, I uh, there's a couple comments where he had been the white dragon before. I, uh, Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh God! <laughs> huh. Seems and appropriate. So, yeah, it was just sort of interesting. There were also a lot of comment. There were, there were a couple of comments that Batman was a real superhero, and yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> and so the oh, reason I'm just mentioning that is, I think the guys at the end, the super, the Aquaman and Flash and Superman. Uh, showing up at the end probably was necessary in a way it, it, it brought it together because they, they are mentioning yeah that some people preferred batman over superman baker uh, some oh. people were, were aware that there's racism within the superheroes evidently at least mm -hmm. there in alabama and i don't as, know as expected i i guess <laughs> it's a different yeah yeah all right <laughs> i don't well um it's a different take than the superheroes i thought i had grown up with uh, the criticism of i don't know anyway <laughs> all right well uh why don't we uh jump into our next topic here because oh. we're getting kind of long into time um uh we're gonna uh, sorry seth did you have something Yep, I just had one question for everyone else. Yeah. Uh, we already know who Chris's favorite character is. So who is everybody else's favorite character, and why is it Eagly? It's, I was going to say, Eagly. <laughs> I know. Eagly, definitely. <laughs> Eagly. Nice. Yeah. Eagly. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, no, well, I just wanted to do that. Yeah, but, no, but I like that. Let me just start. I think it was worth seeing. Uh, I'm, I'm being a little critical, but I, that's not to... It's still, uh, it was still a fun. It was, yep. yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. So, if you like comedy and you like superheroes, you'll love it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Halo. So the uh, the first episode of Halo is out, and uh, I think we've all seen it. So, uh, except maybe Seth, right? I have not seen this yet, and I haven't played too much Halo, so. I'm not right. having much to actually add to this one. That's all right. I haven't played too much through the storylines. I'm more of the the Halo uh, party player guy, multiplayer type uh, uh, player myself. So um, I have watched. Uh, <laughs> I have played through enough and uh, fairly familiar with it. But it doesn't matter because this takes part 
in the Halo world, but it's does not following the game really. So um, right. it's its own storyline, uh, barring the characters out of the Halo universe. Yeah. So I thought it was uh, it was pretty interesting uh, first episode overall. Um, I liked uh, where it went, and um, I like the uh, look of Master Chief. You know, he looks really good. I like the fact that. It's all a uh, real world. It's not animation, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting to see all the um, the uh, uh, Marines and um, all of the characters and the uh, especially mm-hmm. the Covenant forces. Um, they I thought they did a pretty good job on their look, uh, matched yeah. everything. I love the uh, the uh, sword, the glowing yeah, yep sword, the little that, saber like thing. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They did really a good job with that. Um, you know, um, in the opening scene, of course, there's a whole lot of action when it first starts off and you see, um, these, uh, uh, covenant forces attacking this outpost where they're, um, mining, uh, heavy water. Yep. And, uh, so there's a bunch of colonists there. And at the point at which the show opens, um, these colonists are kind of at war with, um, uh, the Marines and uh, with the uh, uh, shoot, what are the uh, oh, the uh, uh, Spartans, yep, the Spartans, Spartans. yeah, well, there's, the yeah, the Spartans were the uh, um, the elite force of the, the military, if you will, so yeah, right, yep, right, and uh, so they're at war, they're kind of uh, rebelling against them, uh, they're not being treated very well, and and uh, it's not a very good relationship, there's um. Uh, terrorist factions that are fighting mm-hmm. against the Spartans and, and um, neither, neither side really um, likes the other side until of course um, we have the outside force come in the, the, the covenant forces and they land on the planet and we don't really know for sure what all they're doing there, except there was an ancient artifact that they were excavating and um master chief kind of ends up with it and it does something to him awakens some repressed memories um from his childhood i wouldn't childhood. say repressed but hidden memories yeah hidden, so it's, it's important yeah it's important to know that 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 the spartans have been um manipulated you know genetically uh for physical strength and and whatnot and also mentally they've been kind of their brains have been kind of rewritten if you will brainwashed um, so it, what Bill was saying is when he touches the artifact, um, it scrambles that a little bit and he starts having memory of having a family and childhood and everything like that. So, um, and a nice dog. Yep. Nice dog and everything like that. So he's changed from that point a little bit. Right. And so, uh, pretty much these, uh, Spartans arrive, um, and start battling the covenant forces on this planet and they eventually wipe them all out. Um, except for. I think one escapes, right? And yeah. uh, there's one um, girl, uh, quote, I can't Quan remember ha. Her name. What's that? Quan Ha. Yeah, Quan Ha. She survives. And um, so Master Chief takes her on a ship. They're taking her back to Earth. And um, I will add real quick, everyone yeah. else that was down there at the, the mining facility got wiped out. So Quan Ha is the only survivor. So right. while the Spartans showed up, I, I, I also want to point out that the, uh, I don't want to use the, the villagers, the, uh, um, 
the people living there were actually surprised when the Spartans showed up that they were actually there to help. So they weren't sure, you know, yeah. they're under attack and then Spartans start coming out of the sky and they're like, oh no, who is my enemy now? You know, I've got these aliens here and I got the Spartans here. Well, the Spartans yeah. start fighting the aliens and, and gives them the realization that, you know, some of the propaganda that they've been listening to isn't necessarily accurate and the Spartans aren't necessarily the bad guys, at least up to this point um, that they've seen. So, um, but yeah, so Quan Ha is the only survivor and, and one of the alien people escapes. Right. And uh, so at the, uh, as the episode goes on, we see uh, Master Chief and um, the, the sole survivor. They're having a conversation there. And it turns out that she had seen Master Chief on a previous engagement where he actually ended up killing her mother. And um, so that's kind of a, yeah, uh, a little uh, interesting development there in the mm -hmm. show. And uh, so she obviously doesn't trust him and they're, they're being observed remotely from the command base where master chief reports to, and they begin to suspect that there's an issue with master chief based on his possible contact with this alien artifact. And so they decide uh, th there's an issue with um, God. And I don't know why I can't remember her name. What's the girl's name again? Juan. Quan, Quan, Quan. Uh, uh, there's an issue with Quan where they're trying. They want her to go on intergalactic TV, uh, mm -hmm. essentially, right, and explain about the danger of the Covenant and the fact that they were attacked by these aliens and everybody needs to unite and and come together on this. Um, but she, um, she's like, she doesn't want to do it. She says, well. You know, for all I know, you guys staged all this kind of a thing. And, and yep. you know, if you want my help, then you're going to have to give us independence on this uh, world that you came from. And so they don't want to do that. And they decide instead to kill her. So they remotely uh, shut down all the oxygen on the ship. And uh, they kind of think because there's a problem with um, Master Chief. They're going to reduce his oxygen to such a level that he doesn't die, but he's basically non-functional until mm -hmm. he gets back to base. And fortunately, uh, he kind of figures out what's going on and ha manages to have enough strength left to restore the oxygen, take control of his ship, and blast his way out and escape. So that's kind of where the, the first one ends there. Yeah, that, that was kind of comical to me there uh, when when they were surprised when he started to get back up because he does initially kind of pass out after they do right. the auction. I was like, well, look, guys, you built him to be the strongest that he could be, right. you know, and to withstand right. all this stuff. So like when he when he goes down, they think he's down for the count, crisis averted, and then you right. see him like put his hand out and he gets up and he's like, I'm not done yet. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, it's the big. It's the big problem with super soldiers. You know, you built this un unkillable war machine. What right. happens when you lose control? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was interesting uh, that uh, Pablo Schreiber is the master chief, and the couple of the people we were watching it with were disappointed when he took his helmet off. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I don't know what they expected, but they were like, oh, that's Master Chief. And I'm like, what does it matter what he looks like? Under I, his I actually thought it was fine. And actually, I yeah. was surprised. I didn't realize that Pablo was that big of a guy. 
because he he does fill out that suit. He does look kind of intimidating, but like, is that his wow. actual height? Is he like? No, skinny? I think I think that's fake. <laughs> I think that's fake. Because uh, um, they make him look pretty big in the series, but he's got right. pretty jacked. Um, yeah, I, he's this, got so. he's got muscles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what their their thing was, Linda. Maybe they just didn't think he looked. Uh, rugged enough. I was trying to. I was. I, I didn't want to stop the show because we're in the middle of it. But I'm like, why did that make a difference? It just they were. But to both of them were disappointed. It was like, oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. I thought it was fine. I, I yeah. honestly was. You know, it is what it is. I don't know what you expect. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, maybe they were expecting you know your typical uh, stereotypical square jawed marine looks. But Probably. I, I guess. I, I, I have to admit. I have to admit, I was I was expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, because well, not real. Yeah. Well, not for real, but I mean, you know, just a Terminator type. Yeah, you, well, part, partly because of what was that? The cause he was in whatever that Alien movie was, where he, he fights the. Um, I've forgotten the name of the movie. <laughs> But he's been in some some uh, movies where he's fought aliens. Predator, Predator, that was it. Yeah, okay. and it, this kind of just the beginning reminded me a lot of Predator. Ah, so I, I expected two guys with huge, yeah, to do with the the, the handshake. <laughs> two guys with huge dimensions. Yeah, huge tracts of land. Dimensions. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, well, so I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode of it. I thought they uh, they did pretty good world building, um, and the uh, the doctor that's in this isn't that uh, Trisha Helfiger from uh, Battlestar Galactica? I think. Um, I'm not a Battlestar Galactica viewer. Um, you know, I was going to so... look that up, but I, I think that's who that is. I'm pretty sure. Um, audience, correct me if I'm wrong there, or we'll post an update. She looks but, familiar. That's yeah. All I can yeah. So she's the doctor and she's kind of sort of, uh, she's all uh, googly eyed over her Spartans, your, her creations, you know? Googly and uh, so she doesn't want anything to happen to them. And, and actually when they, um, when they try to take out master chief on his way back to the command base, um, she actually uh, tasks two of her Spartans to go out there and, uh, protect him no matter what i thought and that was like, cool yeah yep. they're, they're like you mean you want us to um you know attack our our own friendlies and one of the other spartans says if they attack master chief they're not our friendlies they're their enemies so yeah there she is i think i'm pretty sure that's natasha her. mc mc uh oh no it's not then mckellen no huh reminded yeah, me of a her. different person but anyway yeah so apologies to the actress that plays her for the miss ID, but in any case, yeah, it's uh it's great. Uh, that was, that was a great scene. Uh, and it just shows that uh, she's got pretty good control over those, but it makes me wonder what's going to happen as master chief starts getting more and more of his memories back, um, how that's going to pan out in the season and, and how his relationship to that doctor uh, may change. Um, going forward so a lot of uh, a lot of interesting little dynamics getting set up here as we as we just get through the first episode so greatly looking forward to uh, seeing what's in store for the next next season and this is on hbo max 
no, no sorry paramount paramount, paramount, paramount. yep yeah there's yeah, so, so many <laughs> yeah you know paramount's kind of they're kind of getting into the sci-fi stuff there with all the uh star trek episodes seasons and uh series that they have out right now and then mm-hmm. of course this new halo one so kind of uh fun to see all the uh the sci-fi stuff coming out yeah and i will add if you liked a lot of the the special weapons they have in the halo games the little uh grenades um uh the the uh the, the, dart the handheld guns. dart guns and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It, it's all little tidbits in there. Um, they even have some helmet cam views. So it looks yeah. like it does in a first person shooter and they don't right. overdo it. It was just the right kind of uh, mix in there. So I yeah. thought that was pretty awesome as well. So uh, even down to, you know, in, in most of the Halo games, if not all of them, uh, when your armor takes damage, if you get away from getting shot at for a little bit, it'll regenerate. There's a scene there where, where Master yeah. Chief has to do that as well. So he's taking all these hits, has to step out of the way. You hear his suit power back yeah, up. You can hear the power. Back. And then he yeah. gets right back out there and starts fighting again. So there's a lot of cool stuff that they did. Um, they really paid good tribute, I think, to the Halo games. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm also looking forward to how the rest of the season goes. So I know where you know her from, Bill. She was in Californication. Oh, that's right. Okay. And she was also in Designated Survivor. So. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. We do. Oh, sorry. We do have an audience question yes. uh, for this episode. Let me throw that up on the screen there. Chris, you want to read that? Yeah. Do you like having the familiar Halo characters in a new story that we haven't seen in any of the games? So again, like I said earlier in the show, um, you know, this Halo uh, series is not based off of any point in time. It's not a prequel, not a future, not anywhere in between as far as the storylines go for the games. It's completely original story. So, you know, how do you feel about that, uh, you know, barring from the characters in the Halo universe and having a new story? All right. Sounds good. So let us know what you think in the comments section. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Uh, next time, uh, we'll our episode will get released uh, on Star Trek First Contact Day. So it'll kind of be a Star Trek-centric episode to a degree. So anyway, take care and uh, have a great week. And we will see you next time on Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.